Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome. It's episode 30 of UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Stephen Diener right here, Karen Curtis over there, and welcome back. To anybody who has listened and consumed the show before, if this is your first time, well, welcome in. It's going to be a fun ride. It will be, yes, I agree. Um, we're talking about whistleblowers, and uh, they bi- they basically whistle the same tune. They do, and if you missed part one, because this is part two, uh, part one was all about Bob Lazar. We went in depth with him and his uh, claims about when he uh, allegedly worked in the Area 51 part of the, uh, you know, that, that part of the world there in, in New Mexico. Um, but he said it was a secret base called S4, which was next to Area 51. So we went in depth on his claims. So that was part one of Whistleblowers Today. I mean, yeah, is, is he really, two. is he like an MIT Caltech grad who reverse engineered spacecraft from aliens? Or is he a quack? Yeah, yeah. And if you missed it, that's fine. You can listen to this one and go back to part one. That's You're not right. going to. They don't, you know, you're not going to miss anything by listening to part it's two. It's not first. like you're binging on Netflix and you got to, you know, right. <laughs> have a this, recap. Exactly. This is just another, it's part two about two different people that we're going to touch on here today who happen to be high ranking government officials from two different countries. So, pretty intriguing stuff that they brought up in their testimonies. But before we get into that, Karen, do you have a factoid for us? I do. Space is completely science. Silent. That's true. Which flies in the face of Stephen's headline for our last episode. That's right. What's making that noise in space? It was, it was, and it's funny you say that, and I'm glad you bring that up because, <laughs> because uh, just a couple of days ago, we debuted uh, the UAP alien update. And like you said, you know, it's the first one. It just came out on Tuesday. It's kind of like a quick hit type thing. It's not what we do here on the podcast where we go in depth on, you know, a a few different subjects or a few different topics. On the update, we just quickly hit, it's under 10 minutes on basically the latest news in the alien world. You know, sightings, uh, you know, maybe different reports that have come out. Discoveries. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the discoveries on the first update, we talked about the discovery of the odd, strange uh, radio signal that's coming from space. It's It's a radio burst, what, 18 minutes? Uh, it's every 18 minutes and 18 yeah. seconds, and yeah. it's 4,000 light years away. It's being picked up. Scientists are not exactly sure what it is. They have their theories, but that's, that's in the UAP alien update if you want to listen to that. That just came out a few days ago. But on the headline, on the title, I wrote, what's making that noise in space? That's the, name, that's the title of Nothing. that update. Nothing, because there's a noise in space. But I kept it on purpose. Okay. And it's funny you say that, because as I wrote it, I thought to myself, but there is no noise in space. So this is kind of like an oxymoron. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep it because it's kind of an attention getter, right? You think to yourself, but there is no noise in space. So what could be making that noise if there's no noise? 
Well, it makes noise once it gets here to Earth. Exactly. Because so, space is a vacuum. I mean, no, no one can hear you scream in yeah. space, Stephen. So we, we kind of explained that in the update. It's the noise we're hearing here, yeah. not the noise we're hearing in space. But I thought I'd have some fun with the title. It's because sound waves cannot travel through a vacuum. Thank you for that uh, clarification. You're welcome. Here. I didn't mean to, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you're wrong. No, 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 no. Okay, so back to whistleblowers. Last week we did Bob Lazar. Yes. This week we're talking about Paul Hellyer. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's our first guy we're going to talk he's about He's still alive? He's born in 1923. He was. Oh, no, he died. He oh. did die, yeah. Whoops. Remember he, that guy, Hellier? Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. So he died. Rest Canadian engineer, bless his heart. Yeah, rest in peace, Paul Hellier. Um, actually passed away back on August 8th of last year in 2021. Canadian engineer, politician, a writer, former defense minister, Hello. which is the one you might want to highlight in the description that we gave. He was the longest serving member of the Queen's Privy Council for Canada at the time of his death. So, so when the career Queen, politician in Canada. When the Queen goes to Canada, he's privy to her? I suppose. I see. Yes. He, so basically, the reason why I wanted to touch on him today, he is the highest ranking official um, ever in the world from, from a major developed country to go on record to say, yes, aliens are real. And he has given different descriptions and everything like that, which we're going to get into. But in early September 2005, he made the headlines, Karen. Yes. Because that is when he publicly announced that he believed in the existence of USO, uh, UFOs. Right. So on September 25th of 2005, he was invited as a speaker at the Exopolitics Conference in Toronto. And that's where he made the bombshell announcement where he told the audience that he had seen a UFO one night with his late wife and then some friends. Is she the late wife because she got taken? No, just, oh, natural, she's just dead. natural causes. He said that although he had discounted the experience at the time, that he kept an open mind to it. Yeah, good. So, so he went on to say a lot of different things in that conference. He talked about... Um, basically the disclosure within the Canadian government that they don't want to reveal, which was the different species of aliens, how long they've been here, the work that they've done with major governments such as our own United States governments. I mean, it, it, it was really earth-shaking stuff that, of course, tried, you know, the, the governments and the media tried to bury because it wasn't like it is now, you know, 16, 17 years later now, we're in 2022. Um, we talk more freely about the existence and the possibilities of UFOs and aliens and other worlds after the you know, government uh, disclosed their report back in the summer of 2021. So Yeah, it I mean, it's almost like stuff. we followed Canada. You know, they ma- he made this, uh, this uh, announcement in 2005, and then we followed Canada just last year. And said, hey, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing with There's Paul Hellier. There's a number of sightings. Could be something. He basically wasn't involved that much in the government anymore. So when he came out, it was like, holy cow, this guy is a former defense minister. Like, that's a pretty yeah. big title. You know, in, in, in comparison to Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar it was basically just an employee. He's a scientist, right? right? But he was an employee. He was, he was a worker drone. They brought him in there because he was super smart according to his story anyway, to reverse engineer air alien technology at the S-4 base near Air, uh, Area 51. So when you have someone like Bob Lazar, who is just a guy, really, it's more easy for people to say, I don't believe him because 
he's just this guy. What if he's trying to, you know, get credibility or make money off of it? Which, by the way, Bob Lazar never has made any money off of it. He doesn't even really like to do any interviews about it. But the story is out there. There's books and there's documentaries about him and things like that and his story, which is why we did him for part one last week. But when you talk about someone like Paul Hellyer, there's more weight I guess yeah, you could I think say, you're right. Right? There's there's more credence, there's more credibility behind his claims because you're talking about a guy who worked as a career politician. Think of it in terms of one of our own senators, okay? Think of a career politician. Just pick one. You, a, a Mitch McConnell, a, a Lindsey Graham, or you know, a, a Nancy well, we Pelosi, the anybody like that. Of Arizona that said he saw. That's right. When we talked about the lights over Phoenix. Yeah. So if you think about any of those big, you know, names in Congress or in the Senate in the United States government. It's that, comparable to that. Yeah, it would be like if, you know, one of those names came out and said what Paul Hellyer was saying, which was, yes, aliens exist. Yes, they've been to Earth. Yes, they're on Earth. And there are currently different species of aliens <laughs> living on Earth in disguise and working with governments of, of the world, which is what he said. And he said this on uh, RT, which is formerly Russia Today. He's talking to this girl named Sophie with an hey. exclamation point. This is in 2014. Okay. So this is the first you're hearing from Hellier. He says there's at least four species. Of, he thought there was two to 12 species of aliens. And then he goes, no, there's 80. And they're what we call the Nordic blondes and also the tall whites who are actually working with the United States Air Force in Nevada. A couple of their... Ladies dressed as nuns went into Las Vegas to shop and they weren't detected. And I have a friend who saw one of the men walking along the street and he, somebody who would recognize uh, that they were different and he did. So they're those kind and then there are the short grays as they're called. And they're the ones that you see in most of the cartoons. They very, have very, very slim arms and legs and they're very short just uh, you know, a little over five feet. And they have a great big uh, torso and, uh, and a great big head and, and great big brown eyes. But <clears throat> they're, they're different species, so you have to, uh, to know that they're different species and, it's, uh, and, and know that they're all different. Mm-hmm. If you saw the short grays, you certainly know that there was something up that you'd never seen before. But if you saw one of the Nordic blondes, well, you'd probably say, oh, I wonder if she's from, uh, from Denmark or uh, or some are, you know. But what about their personalities? Are some of them nice and some of them mean? It's a difficult question to answer because they're, they have different agendas. And maybe all of us on Earth have this, should have the same agenda, but you couldn't say maybe that, that Russia and China and the United States all had the same agenda at every, every turn because they don't. And I would say that nearly all are benign, they're benevolent, they want to help us. There may be one or two species which do not. And uh, that's one of the things I'm investigating at the moment is to see who they are and what they're up to and uh, what their agendas really are. Yeah, I think you should look into Anderson Cooper. <laughs> He's a Nordic. I knew it. Maybe, maybe. And, and He has an agenda. Well, listen, he talks about a lot of the different species that we've mentioned before, right? I'm going to start looking at people really closely now. There is a picture that's circulating, and I got to tell you, in the interest of full disclosure, I was wondering, debating with myself, arguing in my head, should I even bring this up? What I'm about to say, should I even bring this up? Because it's a little silly, but it's also super strange and kind of creepy, and I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Because I'm actually going to put the picture on the blog. 
um, on the UAP blog, which you can check out on 850WFTL.com when you search UAP under the podcast section there. And that's a picture of Khloe Kardashian. <gasps> oh, yes, her hand. <laughs> it's been going viral now for about a week. And I, the reason I bring it up, the reason it pops into my head it kind of fits what Paul Hellier is talking about. You have different species of aliens, according to him, who live in disguise on the Earth, whether it's Nordics, Greys are a little bit harder to live. Hey, there's in 80 different ones. You know what? She doesn't look like the others, the other Kardashians right. at all. Maybe Chris got taken up into a ship one night and impregnated. Uh, listen, anything's possible, especially with that family. So I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. So the reason, but again, the reason I bring that up is because I saw this picture. And if you haven't seen the picture by now, then you can look on the blog for on the UAP blog and 850WFTL.com. It's Khloe Kardashian's hand. She was taking this like modeling picture inside of a car and her hand is out. She's got like this long sleeve thing on and her hand is out like reaching toward the steering wheel but when you see her fingers... looks like a lizard's hand. It looks like a lizard hand. There were, people were comparing it to like chicken feet. Yes. So the first thing that pops into my head is, oh my gosh, she's a freaking reptilian. <laughs> and she didn't transform all the way back or whatever. I don't know. Like, How does that picture get out? If there's actually something wrong with her hand, maybe, maybe she has some type of deformity that she's never disclosed. Well, I don't know. But is she one of these aliens... And I hate to say it because it sounds silly, but is she one of these like reptilian aliens that can disguise themselves that Paul he- Paul Hellier is referring to? Well, they put so many filters on, like Madonna, all of the Kardashians put so many filters on. When sure. you see them in person, there's like they don't look anything like they do on Instagram. Right, it's true. That's true. So if that's the case, why would they leave the hand that way? Maybe it's the alien filter she used. I don't know. It's the strangest. Yeah, it, it's not really attractive. It's creepy, and people were saying, "Oh, she's a vampire. She looks like." Uh, uh, Nosferatu with, with their hands. <laughs> and so it's it's really weird. If you haven't seen the picture, you can make up your own mind. Yeah. Maybe she's one of these aliens in disguise that Paul Hellier is referring to. I don't know. It's so interesting. Hellier also said he believes the Star of Bethlehem was an alien flying saucer. Because remember the three wise men followed right. the star? And see, that part's tough for me. Um, and again, that that might just, maybe, that, maybe he's privy to information. The and Star that's of David? I, 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 that to me is kind of you don't like it when they start messing with aliens in the Bible. Yeah, it's see because it's a conflict of interest for me, right? Because I'm 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 Catholic. The I Book go to of church. Enoch didn't get make it into the Bible. It didn't. It didn't. We don't read that one on Sundays. So you know, I I have said before on the prop, uh, podcast before, I'm a, I'm a practicing Catholic, so it's hard for me to make that leap to cross over and say, oh well, God's an alien. Or, you know, the angels are aliens. Like, sometimes they do, like, on ancient aliens. Yes. They go they, they go there. Right. Noah was an alien. You know, every everybody's an alien. Everything in the Bible is alien. So, it's harder for me to make that leap. What I think is that, you know, yes, they, they existed and they still do exist. And maybe there was some intervention somewhere and, you know, they didn't know how to explain it in the old books of the Bible. So, I... But when it comes to the Star of Bethlehem, yeah, that one's a little All bit hard. All right, I'll leave follow. it alone. Yeah. But then he starts talking about the so-called Galactic Federation. Sure did. And they <laughs> apparently have ships that go at ridiculous high speeds. And the aliens who have had visits with U.S. officials. We did one podcast mm-hmm. about President Eisenhower, who reportedly met with 
what Nordics? Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times, so that's why I always find I always love when things tied together from previous yes. podcasts. There's always a thread of of truth. Yeah, exactly, and it always comes from different accounts of different time periods. So you have Eisenhower in the '50s when he met with the Greys and the Nordics over in uh, California, I think in Palm Springs, and then you have the story of uh, the Venusian Valiant Thor, right? Who came to Earth and worked at the Pentagon and worked and met with uh, Nixon when he was vice president and, and you know leaders of the world with the Pope to try to get them to subscribe to their way of life, which would bring peace to the world and and hunger and sickness. And they're like, no, we're good. We like people relying on us. Well, that's what the Galactic Federation is trying to warn us about. Right. Exactly what you're talking about. And here's Hellier on that topic. They'll pick out a few individuals and visit them or talk to them, or talk to them telepathically, or send uh, information to them uh, by channeling. They have a a deal that they won't interfere. But I think that there's also a loophole if things get bad enough that they would make exceptions. We shouldn't count on them because they say, you clean up your act. You're in charge, it's your planet, and if it comes to a dead end, it will be because you let it or made it a dead end. Because it wasn't necessary and you had everything going, it's one of the best planets in the, in the whole universe, and everybody covets the fact that it's so good, and you have been destroying it. There are things you've got to do. Stop your clear-cutting, stop your fracking, stopping, stop using uh, fossil fuels, because there are better ways. So Al Gore and AOC, I believe AOC <laughs> is an alien. Maybe. She's got the big almond dark eyes, right? Right, yeah. That's she good. is. Maybe she is. I don't know. And those are political statements. We'll leave those to Paul Hellier to make. So we're just playing what he had to say, and what he, well, they, according to him, as far as what the aliens They both might be say saying. stop using fossil fuels. Yeah, maybe AOC is an alien. I don't know. There's a lot of aliens that could be in Washington. Let's just put it that way. But so going going back to some of the things that he said before, so that's it's kind of a lot to take in. Like we're just throwing at you Galactic Federation and aliens coming to Earth and, and you know talking to world leaders. But this is stuff that he says he had information on and actually worked with people who were telling him these things were happening. So that's why it's he's such a credible witness to me. Because he was there. He was involved with this stuff. Remember we had the sound from Shirley MacLaine who said the exact same thing? That's true. That yeah. the aliens come down, especially around our nuclear sites. Right, we've talked about sites, that. Weapon yeah. sites to make sure we don't blow ourselves up because it would affect the whole universe. Now, some more. Exactly, that's right. And so, to me, this is all kind of like uh, corroborating evidence. Yes. Okay, we've been tying things together now in the past 30 yeah. episodes of this podcast. And some things, more things that tie in, Hellier also talks about that at least four species of aliens have been visiting Earth for thousands of years. Okay? Most of them coming from other star systems. There are some living on Venus, Valley and Thor. Okay, we talked about him, that he was a Venusian living inside of Venus. Right. Coming from Mars, coming from Saturn's moons. According to him... They don't think we're good stewards of our planet, which you heard him saying right there. So he's basically saying that we have to take control and stop doing things that are hurting our planet, hurting our society, and hurting our world, hurting the human race. And saying that, you know, some of these different alien races don't want to get involved, 
but they would if they have to. Could you imagine if that ends up happening? <laughs> yeah, I do. I can imagine. I think it's already happening. Oh, man. Uh, but he also asked his son for the phone number of a general. Right. And he called the general, and the general told him something shocking. You ready? I think so. Here it is. That there have been face-to-face meetings between United States officials and visitors from other star systems. Period. There you go. So that, again, lends credence to everything we've talked about when it comes to presidents and aliens, you know, Valiant Thor, all these other stories that we've talked about, you know, meetings with high-ranking officials, aliens working in the Pentagon or at secret bases alongside scientists, all of these things that we've talked about, he is... He just reaffirmed it. Yeah. I mean, you, I hate to use the word confirming because... Again, you make up your own mind. That's what we're all about here. We give you what the people are saying. We give you the story. You make up your own mind. But according to his account, the generals, the people that he's worked with in government over the years or did work with over the years, confirm all these things to him. It's pretty crazy. Like I said, they're all whistling the same tune. Whistleblower, Canadian defense minister. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of interesting how he explains that there are so many different species. We did a podcast on the different types of aliens. I didn't know there were 80. I don't know where he's getting 80 from. He knows something we don't. You know, we talked about, what, maybe five or six in the podcast that we did. So That's what he said. He thought initially there was two to 12. But now, that's where we were. But now 80, that seems like a lot. That seems like a lot to handle. But, you know, the universe is awfully large, so it's possible. Sure. It's it, Yeah, it seems like a lot to handle, but it may be a lot to take in for Paul Hellier. But again, we just give you what he said. We're talking about a former Canadian defense minister here. But this I, is the stuff that they, these are his accounts. I love how he says the aliens say that, you know, people covet our planet. They're probably all out there in space going, man, those humans, they have the best planet in the whole universe and they're trashing it, dude. <laughs> these idiots. Yes. Man, I what always, we could do with Earth if we had it. And maybe that's why they come here. Yeah. Right? The resources. Because it is it is a beautiful planet. It must be. It is. I mean, the best in the whole universe. Look at us go. I know. <laughs> Top 10 planets in the universe. That's right. Are you done with Paul Hellier, Karen? I am. Okay, because I Move like, on. Let's go on to our second subject here when it comes to this former Israeli space security chief, which I didn't know they had that in Israel, Mm -hmm. but I guess it's kind of like our space force. Mm -hmm. The former Israeli space security chief who says that aliens exist and that humanity is not ready. And he also talks about the Galactic Federation. He's 87. Is he still alive? I believe he is still alive, actually. And so this is a guy, separate part of the world. Go ahead and say his name. I will try. Different agendas, different politics, but he mentions the same Galactic, Galactic Federation and says that supposedly we've been in contact, or they've been in contact with Israel and the U.S. for years. He said Trump was aware of them. That's right. That's right. Because he worked with Trump during Trump's presidency, this, this uh, secretary. He says, but they're keeping themselves a secret to prevent hysteria until humanity is ready. We're okay. We're ready. I'm ready personally. I've What's been ready. What's this guy's name? Yadoid Aeronaut. Well, that, that's it. So according oh, to- Oh, no, that's the reporter. That's Sorry. right. So according to the retired Israeli officer, and he's a current professor, his name is Hayim Eshed. Excuse me. The answer is yes, these things are real. But this has been kept a secret because, again, his quote, humanity isn't ready. So what does he know that we don't about humanity not being ready? Is that? Do you think that's true? I mean, just your own personal opinion, Karen. Do you think humanity as a whole 
isn't ready from what, what you see. No, we're ready. You think so? Absolutely. Just based on the popularity of this podcast. People are go. ready. Yes, again, thank you to everybody who's I've, been listening. We, we've been doing great, and it's all because of you. We're glad. Basically, we're, we're glad you're enjoying it enough to, to listen to the numbers that we've been seeing. It's fantastic. Thank I think you. if you ask everybody or the average person, do you think that there's other life in the university, they'd say, yes. Do you think it's visited here? Yes. Well, it's funny you say that because in recent polls over the years, if you compare 10 years ago to now, forget 20 or 30 years ago, just go 10 years ago to now, the amount of people who say, yes, I believe that UFOs exist or there might be aliens has jumped in big ways over the past, you know, five, 10 years. It's because they see more things in the news. That's right. And it's not being covered up as much. Here's that reporter, Yadoid Arnott, about... um, talking a little bit about what this Defense Ministry Space Division head had to say. The most shocking ones, the claim made by Professor Chaim Eshed is that we are not alone in the universe, and not only are we not alone, we're not even alone on our own planet. The claim is that we have been visited by extraterrestrial life who have set up a joint base of operations with the United States on Mars, buried beneath the surface. He also claims that astronauts from the United States have been to Mars and are working alongside the extraterrestrials at this Mars base. This in addition to the claims of a galactic federation, which, interestingly enough, echoes statements made in 2005 by former Canadian defense minister Paul Hellier about Uh visits by extraterrestrials to Earth as well. Very shocking statements, but extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. How do you like that for a tie-in, huh? Hell yeah! Look at that. Yeah, that was brilliant. So you're talking about, two again, two different guys, different politics, different countries. Just wrapped up the whole podcast right there. That's it. And they make the same claim about this Galactic Federation and aliens working with humans throughout the years. Now, that Mars one is different. Hellier didn't have that. But does that sound familiar, Karen? Yeah, because we talked about this, and you know, we talked about the moon mm-hmm. possibly being another base. But we are traveling to Mars. Everyone wants to go to Mars. I think once upon a time there was life on Mars, and then something nuclear happened. It's possible, and you know, maybe Mars was another world that was had an atmosphere and everything, and then everyone had to move to Earth. Now we're looking at going back to Mars. Maybe, and maybe there is a base in the middle of Mars. I don't know. And you go back just to what we've done and what we've talked about. I think it's episode 19 and 20. We talked about Andrew Basiago, who was an alleged time traveler. Right. And talk, and teleported. He, he went these there. Secret programs to teleport to With Mars. With Barack Obama. That's right. That's what he claims. Look, don't, don't, don't call us crazy. That's what he claims. You go listen to yourself. Barry. Yeah, he went by a different name. I think it was Barry Sotoro. Right, yeah, back then, yeah. Um, but he, he, know, he claims, Andrew Basiago claimed that, that he's been to Mars as part of a secret program. Randy Kramer, we talked about him, I think it was episode 20, where he was this intergalactic soldier who worked on Mars for 15 years. So you tie in these claims of people who might sound like crackpots, <laughs> and you tie them in to high-ranking defense ministry people in Canada and in Israel who talked about this stuff years apart. So the, just to put more credence to uh, to our friend here, uh, Mr. Ashed from Israel, 
He was the head of Israel's space program for nearly 30 years, and he was a three-time recipient of the Israel Security Award. Whoa. So this guy ain't no slouch. That's okay? right. He's a highly respected Israeli official, and he's the one coming out matching claims from Paul Hellier saying, yeah, uh, this stuff is real. They've been here. They are here. They work together, work together on different planets, and there's a galactic federation that, that you know, works in cahoots. To make sure, I guess, everything's run smoothly and we get all technology, I suppose. It's wild. Yeah, I think they're imparting wisdom on us slowly but surely as we advance and make become more technologically advanced. Maybe. You know, I think they're helping us out in that department. And you might be wondering, Karen, why now, right, for yes. somebody like this? Well, he's 87 years old, right? The, the, he's a former head, like we said, of the Defense Ministry Space Division. And he also gave further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the United States specifically. Now, he's talked about they wish to research and understand, quote, the fabric of the universe. Oh, I love it. And he said the cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars. Right. Where the American and alien representatives work together, which we heard him talk about there or the reporter talk about. And we did mention as well that he worked with former President Trump. On these projects. He says that Trump is aware of these things. You know, talk about the fabric of the universe. Of course, you know, you have Einstein describing gravity as like a fabric, Mm -hmm. you know, that it bends around very heavy objects. And then we're now discovering dark energy and dark matter. Right. We don't know what it is, but it's actually the fabric of the universe. Right. Maybe that's it. It's pretty wild stuff. Now, he also says, in case in case you're wondering, um, he said that Trump was actually on the verge of disclosing this, all of this, oh, the boy. alien's existence. However, the Galactic Federation, these aren't my words, these are the words from Ashed. Change the election. No, no, not that, that Ashed is saying here, because it, sound, it just sounds crazy, but this is what he says. The Galactic Federation reportedly stopped him from doing so, huh. saying that they wished to prevent mass hysteria since they felt, again, humanity needed to evolve oh. and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. Huh. Now, does that sound familiar to you? Think about, think back to our episodes about Edgar Casey. Yes. And Edgar Casey talks about needing to reach this sense enlightened. of enlightenment, yes. right? Yes. Before we could fully understand and embrace what the universe is all about. But I can see of any of the presidents how Trump would like to be the one to <laughs> to blow the lid off. The aliens are huge. <laughs> now, again, he says as for why he's chosen to do this now, because, again, you're talking about a guy who worked as the head of the space division in Israel for over 30 years, has all these accolades and awards, all this respect. So why would he come out and, and risk, you know, selling his name like this? Well, he says, basically... He's an old man. Right. <laughs> he, and he feels like... Hey, why not? Why not now? Right. Because he sees the way that things are changing in the academic landscape. Things are being talked about. It's being These ideas are being accepted more. I like his quote. If I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so the landscape has changed, right? Yeah. Which is why yeah. we even started this podcast. That's right. Five years ago, we wouldn't have done this. That's right. We would have thought, oh, we don't want people thinking we're crazy. But it's now is the time. People are talking about it more. It's being more accepted as possibility that these things are true. Yeah, he says he's respected in universities abroad where the trend is changing. And he said, this is his quote, I have nothing to lose. That's right. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad where the trend, like you said, is also changing. So it's, um, 
it's pretty intriguing, isn't it? Where you have matched this up with Bob Lazar in part one to our two high-ranking government officials here in part two of our whistleblower series. It kind of makes you wonder, hell, we might have a galactic federation out there. We might be working on Mars with aliens. Yeah, why not? What the heck is going on? Hey, we're not telling you this is true. We're just giving you the information. Do with it what you will. Makes you wonder, huh? It does. You know, so you know what else might make you wonder, Karen? What? Next week. Yes. <laughs> we, hot spots, baby. Hot spots. When we uh, move on in our UAP podcast here. I think you're interested in Japan and I'm interested in Chile because Chile has a lot of alien sightings and stories about it because it's it's so vast. Yeah. It's got deserts and it's got fjords and mountains and lakes and stuff. And there's all kinds of different places for aliens to hide or so they say. No, in absolutely. Chile. Yeah. And so that's there's going to be some pretty uh, intriguing things we uncover about Chile next week. Japan as well. And maybe and some lesser known uh, hotspots that I think aren't very talked about or aren't talked about very often. So we're going to cover all of the Talk about hot spots next time on UAP. Love it. Some really good stories coming up on those. I'm telling you right now, because I know from my notes, my extensive notes that I took over the past 10 years, just in the back of my head, we got some some good ones next week on hot spots. Yeah, and before that, we will drop also our alien update. We'll look at uh, alien planets may, no, may look nothing like Earth and other breaking alien news. Do, 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 do. That's right. So... Keep an eye out for that on Tuesday of next week. But until then, make sure to visit 850WFTL.com, where the podcast lives on our blog page. You just search the podcast section. You can see everything that we've talked about in the past, as well as Apple and Spotify and all the good places where you get your podcasts. And you can go back and listen to previous episodes if you like. And Please do. Enjoy. And again, thank you for enjoying. Thank you for listening. Give us five extra galactic stars. Yes. Oh, and on Twitter, too. Yes. UA Podcast 850 on Twitter. You can follow along on our updates there. So until next time on UAP, Karen Curtis there, Stephen Diener here. Have a good one. Thank you.